Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. We've got George Savile's doppelganger, Alex Moore. Hello. And we've got Andy Gillard Hello. as well. We need to think of some kind of pre-name name for yourself, Andy, now. As right, you know, okay. Now you've now bedded in to the podcast and we now need a nickname. So send your thoughts in. Don't Do open it out because <laughs> that's just open to abuse. Something something needs to be done. So we can't just have just Andy Gillard at the start. <laughs> We'll have a think. Uh, on the podcast this week, we're going to talk about the game against Preston, and we're going to preview the game at the weekend against Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, but just before we start into Preston, just to say thank you to everyone who voted for us at this year's Football Blogging Awards, which we went to at Old Trafford last week. Unfortunately, we didn't win. Boo. Damn. Damn. It was rigged. It was rigged, I say. I think, I think it was. I demand a recount. Uh, but let's say uh, thank you to the Gaffer Tapes and Anfield Rap who won the respective awards in the Best Football Podcast category. Well done to you guys. Uh, but just to say thank you for if you voted for us, uh, we do really appreciate it. It's the third time we've been nominated for this award, the third time we've entered for the award as well and been nominated. And if you've listened to the podcast, if you download, interact with us on social media, anything you do with Wolves Fancast, we'd like to say a big thank you. It was a good night, wasn't it, on Thursday? It was alright. Yeah. Free beer till you turned up. I know, yeah. That's it's like they saw me and was like, alright, put the prices up, lads. Oh, he's the latecomer. Let's, <laughs> char- let's charge him now. I have to say, the pie, the pie that was on offer was exceptional. It was belted. That was yeah. immaculate, that was. It was stuffed with meat. Was it pickled onions as well? I, I, I think there was a little... little yeah, a little, little, little silver skin. Oh, yeah. It was beautiful. Oh, <laughs> the highlight. The highlight of the <laughs> night. I saw somebody leave their pie, and then when the waitresses came out, back afterwards to take away his plates, it was like a whole pie just left. And was like, How could they leave a pie? What, what a waste. Did you not go, are you having that pie? Well, I was tempted, <laughs> but like, I didn't want to ruin our reputation. Have you got a doggy bag? I can put that. Well, we had a goodie bag. I was like, can I just put it in there? <laughs> back of Adam's car. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, lads. Just going to eat this up. Why are you eating? Nothing, nothing. No, I bought my own microwave. <laughs> don't worry, I can warm it up. <laughs> uh, but it was a great night, and... Um, Yes, yeah, so I thank you to everyone who voted for us. We'll, we'll go straight into Preston. Paul Lambert kicked off his tenure at Wolves with a nil-nil draw against Preston North End. The biggest thing he made, a couple of changes. Jack Price came straight back into the team, as so did a bright Ennepacare, or Bucky O'Hare as I like to call him. It was a born nil-nil draw. Preston nearly nicked it at the end with a, a, a typical Courtney Hall slip. I don't think actually it's a typical Courtney Hall slip. Was it odd slip, Courtney Hall's slip? Sort of, yeah. I mean, it was a... Massive cock up. Let's call, yeah. <laughs> Let's call it a classic Gerard slip yeah. by Courtney Horse. Nearly gave Preston the win right at the end, which would have been quite typical of Wolves. But luckily, he put it over the bar and Wolves got a nil nil draw. A clean sheet. The rotter stopped, but I still believe 
if my facts are correct, it's still no win in eight. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, right, no yeah. win in eight for Wolves. Wolves are only two points off the relegation zone. This is all fun. Um, Alex, you were the fancast advocate at the game. Let, yeah. Actually, before we get into the game, let's talk about the starting line. What do people think of Jack Price and Bright coming into the side? Because Paul and Abbott, George Savile. And well, and George Savile. But, mm-hmm. you know, it was more about Jack Price yeah. going back in. But Jack Price got a very big write-up from Paul Lambert afterwards. I think he got him out of the match as well from the Wolves' perspective. Yeah. How do people feel about Jack Price and, and Bright? I think you were sort of side? expecting him to come back in. I think... I, I don't know if there was a... If he fell out with his anger or whatnot, but... Yeah, he didn't seem his favourite sort of midfielder and, well, certain player, because he wasn't on the squad. But, yeah, it was a shock. But I think most people did expect it, to be honest. And especially Jack Price. Out of the three that came back into it with um, Savile and Enrique, I think Price was the standard one. And yeah. I thought he played quite well as well throughout the game. But He's the player we've been crying out for, really. Yeah. He could at least gives the team a bit more of structure when he plays. He you know, he's never going to lose his head and bomb mm. forward and leave the back short, or vice versa. It's like somebody said on Twitter um, after the game to us, it's the, oh, it's that annual time when managers realise that we need Jack Price in the side. It's roughly about this time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's roughly about this time of season. Uh, uh, Paul Lambert after the game said about Jack Price that uh, Jack is a very clever footballer who recognises danger and I felt it was important to get plays in who know the league that was the quote I was looking for Ooh, we'll talk about that little end of what uh, Paul Lambert said in a bit as well but Bright I know there'd been murmurs of Bright starting yeah. this week I was surprised I didn't think he'd come in but what did everyone else think of the, the, the return of Bucky O'Hare I think it was a bad decision I mean I think I, I'm not going to knock him in. I mean he's quite young as well so but I just don't think he's championship quality at the moment I mean when he's played he's not necessarily he's impressed us in spells but nothing consistent and then to throw him straight in the deep end when he hasn't I don't think he's made a, even a substitute appearance this season hmm. to throw him straight in the, in the deep end in your first game in charge is something massive hmm. but I and think thankfully Preston weren't fantastic so he, I think he sort of got away with it there but like I say he's still young he's got heaps of potential but I thought it was a massive risk to just throw him straight throw in there as well yeah. and how did he get on in the game? In I, think, I mean, I mean he showed us what he can do, and he should, he was a he was like he sort of looked like men against boys sort of thing as well in stages of the game. But he didn't have a bad game. Mm. I don't think anybody on either team really exceeded themselves and played well. Well, he played good and he played good. But so I think everybody got sort of like five, six out of ten ratings. But he wasn't fantastic. He never really showed us anything exciting. Mm. But he he didn't have a bad game. Mm. So. It was a tough game to throw him in on because Preston's yeah. home form has been quite good yeah, and they're yeah. quite a physical team. And he's only a slight bit and he's still only 18. So it's good experience for him because he obviously get to play against those type of players. But yeah. it was a bit of a risk. Well, Paul Lambert again, after full bright after the game, said that he's a really big talent, even if he's only a baby in terms of his football, but he gets people off his seats, off, off their seats, sorry. Did he get you off your seat, Alex? Not really. Were you just standing anyway? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so well, it worked. It worked a job. Well, I didn't really jump, but yeah. No, nobody really got you out of your seat. To yeah. be fair, I think the only sh- real. I mean, we'll go on to it in a second. But the only chance we had was like the Dicko half chance glance tether at the end. But mm. that was the only time you went. Oh, but that's the game. It was just a bit like, oh, yeah. There was no. We had no shots on target first half. No, so, I don't right? think we had a shot on target. I don't think we had a shot until Doherty's in the 
quite near to the second half when he, I think he'd come over to George Savile and he had a cock off of it, trying to control it, passed it to um, Doherty, and he just blazed it wide. And I think that was about the 60th, 70th minute. And I think we had a shot on target after the 80th minute. So yeah, yeah, it just proves what sort of game it was really. Was there anything different about Wolves? I know it's only the first game. We looked to be more solid at the back, but said again. Preston weren't fantastic, they didn't really offer much anyway, so maybe against a Newcastle or say even Norwich for instance, or maybe Derby when they were on a fire a few weeks ago. If we'd have played somebody with that sort of firepower then it might have been a different story, but I don't think Norwich I'm gonna sorry, Preston really offered a threat at any point in the game, so yeah. it's hard to judge on that one to be fair. Did anyone come out well? Not so well. I know people talked about Let's talk about Savile, shall we, actually, firstly. You've got to start on the left wing. That's bizarre. The classic Wolves thing of playing yeah. midfielders on the wing. Uh, to be fair, the, the chance I've just mentioned, he came over and I said, because I took my girlfriend as well, which she now hates me for, and then I, <laughs> I said, as he come over and he chested, I was like, oh, please don't score. And, I was, and everybody looked at me and I was like, well, if he's... And then somebody said, they said, if he scores, everybody thinks he's good at football and he's not, and he'll score too and everybody will think that. That's him. I love it if watching you in the crowd just going, please don't score, please. 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 <laughs> Everyone go, what? What's he on about? What's he on about? But do people not go, hang on a second, how are you there like, in there's, the stand there's, at the there's, same there's, time? Like, there's two of you. Like, how is that happening? Well, I think if it was me, I'd probably have scored. But yeah. Yeah, well, blame me on trumpet there. But he wasn't fantastic. And again, he's been played at position. So. Andy, what do you think of George Savile? Bear in mind, he's right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. My problem with George Savile is he's neither one thing or the other. He's not right. a tough tackling midfielder or an attacking, th- a really an attacking threat. What are you trying to say? He, he sort of <laughs> falls in between the two for me. And he's just sort of wanting to do one thing or the other and he, he just doesn't. Hmm. But then that said, he has popped up with one or two important goals in his time as well. Unfortunately. Yeah. I can see why fans don't like him because he's a bit lightweight and doesn't like yeah. to get stuck in. Which, yeah. when your team's back, got your back against the walls, you need that. And we haven't really had, we haven't seen that of him. I know we've had this conversation on the podcast last season, but would you say George Savile is like the Jeff Goldblum of Wolves? He's always in and around <laughs> there, he always gets some starry moments, but never enough to push him to the big he's time. He's a supporting player at yeah. least. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. People are going to be shouting at me now. George Savile's not Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> um, who, let's move away then from that. Anyone else who perhaps did well in a first game under Lambert? Um, not really. I think everybody <laughs> had a little bit of a shaky game, to be honest. I mean, nobody played. Over, nobody overall played bad, but nobody played good enough to say, well, you deserve a first team start next game. But I think the only player who really got you off your seat when he came on was... Um, even Cavalero. Yeah. When he came on, he got like two or three chances, two or three crosses into the box, which we got our first shot and goal off. And then he offered a little, something a bit more exciting, which we've seen him do in these countless little cameos at the end of the games. But you just thought, well, surely he's done more in the four or five minutes at the end, but he, mm. when he came on, that George Savile has in the older game, Jed Wallace, I mean, I don't know what he was doing when he came on. But he'd done more, he created more chances in two, three minutes towards the mm. end of the game than the rest of the team did in the whole 90 minutes, so to speak. I thought it was quite telling that on the Twitter, the Wolves Twitter poll at the end of the game, who was man of the match, Cavalero was second. Yeah. And to say like, he had yeah. four or five minutes on the pitch, it's quite worrying. It's really. weird though with Cavalero, isn't it? Because he has these very good cameos off the bench, yet when you start him, 
you don't see you just no. don't see it at all and it's it's worrying that we've our record signing only makes an impact off the bench in the last few yeah. minutes and also that that's what Zenga had been doing Lambert's come in and I know it's only one game but he's almost instantly thought that as well and it makes you think what the future is like for Cavalero. So you say he's had two weeks with him. You do sort of get a feel of some of certain players for two weeks. I know they sort of had like a break in between, and they go and have like a few days off and things. But he had pretty much a full week and a bit more yeah. to get a feel of who we want to start and what these players can do. And if he's still, I mean, and like you say, it's only the first game. But if maybe on Saturday and the week after, if he's still not pushing for a start, then it's like you say. Was it eight million or something? And he's still only making cameos at the end of the games, mm. which is very worrying. But I think in this day of football, I mean, even in the championship, eight million is not that much money. I know it's a record signing, but you've seen a lot of players in the championship mm. now, especially going yeah. around for eight million, even more, and they're not your best players in your league. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, Paul Lambert came with another interesting quote after the game. He said, full we, of them, isn't it? Yeah, he's got his little quotes. Um, we might not win every game, but if we can keep that performance level up, then we will certainly be in the games. That's <laughs> an interesting way to put it, isn't yeah. it? In terms of... Is that too honest? That's sort of like Dean Saunders-esque, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. If we'd have had shots and goal, we'd have won the game. Oh, well, we might not win every game, but we'll get the moral victory. Yeah. That's what he's saying. We'll win the battle, but not the war. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get relegated at the end of the season. We're You're laughing now, but we have the moral victory, gentlemen. When we're relegated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to go back on that quote about Jack Price, uh, where he says at the end, I felt it was important to get players in who know the league. We've had murmurs from... Lambert recently about the squad's too big and perhaps it needs to be trimmed down. January is probably the first obvious destination of when people are going to go. At this moment in time now, who do you realistically see departing from the club in January? And it can be anyone. I think the whole it's been alluded to that the players that are on loan that might be revised. Yeah. So let's let's say that any of these loan players we've got, anyone we brought in the summer can go. Who re- who realistically do you think might be leaving the club in January? I think, but it's strange, isn't it? Everybody would have said last week that George Savile would have gone. But now when he's starting the first game, it's a bit like, well, maybe not. So you're not really sure, but I'd say the obvious ones like Gladden. I mean, I don't know what's happened. I mean, in his first few games, he was awful. So obviously... But he's, he's only had two appearances. I think he's had two or first, three. Yeah, first yeah. half appearances. Yeah. But he wasn't fantastic, was no. he? But um, he wanted to sort of make some sort of impact and impress people, but he... Just didn't do either. Mm. He looks so out of his comfort zone. Um, maybe, like, say some of the lone players, I can't. Borthwick, Jackson, Johnson. Mm. Like, I know Man United again a bit touchy over it. He hasn't been featuring as much. Maybe Tashira. I mm. mean, he's sort of. And then maybe even Stearman, because God yeah. knows what's happened to Stearman. He had that game again. I don't think he's featured since Barnes there, has he? No. And then I know that's a bit of a catastrophic error, but. I was surprised he didn't start on Saturday. I, was really I thought it was a yeah. game for him to start. But I think that's maybe what Lambert's coming from because he wants his players and he might see them as another on loan and we've got on to the end of the season. But at that point, they're not his players and he's got enough of his own players to worry about than somebody else's mm. sort of players. He's so. the only loan player who really has made the impact he's cost. Yeah, yeah, really. Oh, he'll be, he'll be staying, won't yeah. he? Yeah, there's only him and Bodvarsson of the, the new signings, was it? Oh, and Lonergan, but, yeah. you know... 
became injured. Oh, the John seems like an obvious candidate to yeah, go. He's not even, he was even there. Yeah, <laughs> nowhere near the squad at all. Maybe uh, if you look at low steam, and I wouldn't be surprised if he returns. Yeah. Especially that Williamson might finally be fit mm. in January. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Who? Ebanks Landell obviously is at Sheffield United doing well, well uh, but there's talks about them trying to get him. And the, I didn't realise they're on an unbelievable winning streak. I think so. Yeah. But they did block. Wolves did block him from playing in the FA Cup. Yeah. Game, so that's sort of like Ooh, room, room. Yeah. So, but Gladon, I think I can see Gladon uh, going. Teixeira would be 50 50. Yeah. I try and keep it around. We know what he, he can, can do. do. Um, and I think that's it. I think Borthwick Jackson will probably just stay, stick around. We it depends got who the left back, no. another proper left no. back, anyway. It depends, so. who he, it depends who he brings in as well. I think it's like you were saying before we were recording, we've got all these players, yet we're already talking about what well, we need to play on this area. Mm. That shouldn't be the case at all like straight away I would say yeah. we need a striker yeah we need ridiculous. another defender maybe yeah. I mean I'd even go to the I mean we've got tons of wingers but I would say we do need another winger I mean when you look at the wingers we've got they're not exactly set in the light, league alight and mm. with this so-called wealth and where the goals where we want to be can you really see James Henry setting the league alight so well I would have said if Zenga was still in charge and let's say they suggested oh yeah we need to get rid of players Jack Price yeah he was nowhere near the team. I want to try to go, and also someone who popped up on my Instagram this week. Who again? I, another one of I, I forgot they were there. Prince. Oh yeah. Hasn't been in the squad for. Has he been? I don't know if he's been injured. Though. Oh, that, that, that was the root. I think Ola John is still apparently injured, but nobody knows what, what's wrong with him. <laughs> and then like um, they're just in the physio room looking at him, going, "No, no, no." <laughs> They've got like like ask Google. What what do you think this is? Or Siri. <laughs> No, I ain't got a clue. Well, that new um, Amazon thing, have you seen that? Yeah. They've got one of those. Is it Alexa? They Alexa. Call it, yeah. Alexa, what's up with Ola John? <laughs> He's burst into flames. We don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, some people could leave in January. That's yeah. the, uh, the key. We don't know. All in all, we pressed them then. It was a, a draw. We didn't lose. Yeah. We could have lost right at the end. Yeah. Was Actually, that, that chance at the end where one-on-one, he chips it over Lonergan, but it goes over the bar. Your heart, your heart was like, you was oh my god, no. As soon as he misplaced that back pass or slipped, whatever, I can't remember which, if he slipped or back pass, it was sort of both, I think. And then as soon as he played it to that player, you was just like, oh my god. But you, you, everybody's like shaking their heads, like, and that's even saw some people walking through the tunnel. And it was just, oh my god, this is typical Wolves. Yeah. But if, to be honest, if Preston would have won, I think they deserved to win, to be yeah. honest. I mean, I wouldn't, I'd have been. I know that we'd have lost, but I don't think we put a performance in to say we deserved. We definitely didn't deserve to win, but I think we were lucky with the points overall. So. Yeah. What about the penalty? I've seen it back, and I'm. I can't really tell what the actual reaction was of the from, crowd. But. From, from where I was, I think Wolves again were a bit like, "Oh my god!" Like it was sort of the Wigan thing when he was like, mm. "This is a Stonewall penalty," and everybody was a bit panicky. And then when he was away, it was sort of like, "Christ, we're a bit lucky here." So yeah, I think the point was. It's a point gained more than if anything else. Yeah, Paul Lambert's been in the role now for two weeks. He's been he's got his training methods on the pitch. Yeah. If you were to, I'm really trying to stretch out time here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to compare his training methods to something in a film, what would you like it to be? I, I don't. Really, I haven't really looked at his training methods. To be honest, <laughs> think you do like a Rocky style montage with the players. Get them chasing chickens. Yeah, why not? Trying to pick them up. What's the rocky one where he's um, sort of in the snow and he's outside? It's all of them, isn't it? Really? 
Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Well, that's kind of the position we're in, isn't it? We're the underdogs at the moment, yeah. trying to fight our way towards the promised land, which ultimately will probably short, fall short of this year. That's what I put on Twitter today. I hope his methods are very similar to Coach Blitzer from Cool Runnings. Because, <laughs> you know, the, the guys <laughs> yeah. at Cool Runnings, they were all rag, you know, the, the ragtag, they couldn't get on the, you know, they were a poor bobster team. Look what they accomplished at the end through his coaching methods, sitting in a bathtub. And pretended to go around corners. <laughs> <laughs> that is the kind of coach I hope Paul Do you reckon on is. his first day, he got everybody in and says, right, we're going to watch Cool Runnings. <laughs> <laughs> Be inspired. Yeah. You don't kiss no lucky egg. I have, I have seen Good. it. I have seen it. Good. I have seen it. <laughs> I was really just nodding along. <laughs> I was nodding along, but I have seen it. <laughs> oh, don't kiss no lucky egg. What a great film. <laughs> oh, my God. Right, let's talk about the game of the weekend. Uh, Wolves take on Sheffield Wednesday. This is a game that's been advertised as... Uh, is it half-price tickets for the game? So, yeah, yeah, or yeah. £15 yeah. Pound and three quid for kids. And, and it is Twitter, but I saw a rumour on there that it's going to be 25k. Yeah, I think they've only got tickets left in the Billy Wright, which mm. I think is the only stand not doing the half-price. Ah, OK. Uh, so Paul Lambert's home debut, which hopefully he'll get a good round of applause. But Sheffield Wednesday... Are the opponents Sheffield Wednesday ninth at the moment in the Championship? They're only two points off the playoffs with twenty-five points, and results-wise, hasn't been so bad for them. They've had kind of mixed results over the uh, October period. Uh, this month, their last game was a one-all, a draw away to Fulham, who were doing quite well in the Championship season. Uh, and then before that, they lost at home to Ipswich Town, two-one. Sheffield Wednesday obviously in the playoffs last season. That is right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, good. <laughs> we got that wrong. Uh, but missed out at the promised land at the final against Hall City. Because I think we were all rooting for Sheffield Wednesday, weren't we, last season in that deep, final? I was, yeah. Deep mm. down. Wanted that classic Premier League team back in the, the league. No. Do you stand like Hall? Is that why? Yeah, stand like Hall. <laughs> well, I was a bit annoyed. I think it was the attendance. You know, there was like, what, 40,000 Wednesday fans and like... Yeah. 18,000 Hall fans, you think, well, obviously they, they deserve to go up. They deserve it on attendance yeah. alone. They're loyal. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he's playing, but we could see the return of Stephen Fletcher back at Molyneux, which would be his first appearance I at Molyneux. So, yeah, yeah, I think it would. Since, boat. <laughs> heads gone. How many heads gone chances do think we might hear? Quite a lot. Yeah. If, if all fans remember. Yeah. Sheffield Wednesday, they've got a quite a good team. Any names that spring to mind, gentlemen? Yeah, Forestieri, Gary yeah. Hooper. Mm. Yeah. Um, I didn't do my research, I'm just kind of hoping you know the answers to this. Yeah. <laughs> they've got a few decent ones in midfield. Brannan? Is it Brannan? Barry Bannon. Barry Bannon. Barry Bannon yeah, the Villa yeah. kid, yeah. yeah is Chris Bot Williams still playing for him? God knows. Oh, God knows. Is Chris Kirkland still playing for them? He used no. to always play oh, yeah. for them. No, I think he's, he's still gone. wearing his cap. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's gone now, hasn't he? Don't know where he is. He's gone. <laughs> um, Sheffield Wednesday games in the past, gentlemen. Surely the one that everyone remembers is that FA Cup fourth round penalty shootout. Yes. Alex, do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, <laughs> when he went to it was like thirteen, thirteen, or yeah. something like that. What, what a night! What a night! I was, I was still in the primary school at the time, so my dad was a bit annoyed. He was like, he's got to be in, he should be in bed by now. That's how old, that's how old I am. Oh, so, team of the weekend then, gentlemen. We, do you think we might see another change around from Paul Lambert? Um, Hopefully, Cavalera might start over George Savile, but who knows? I don't think mm. anybody would have suggested a team that did start, so maybe it might be like Zenger and 
just change it ever, all over again. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't think it'll be wholesale changes, maybe yeah. one, possibly two. Yeah. I'd imagine, because you obviously set up that team to be quite Defensive strong, minded. Yeah, defensively yeah. minded. At home, you know, we're going to be expected to take the match to them, so I can't imagine it will go too defensive, but yeah. it's early doors, we don't yeah. really know what to expect from him. So obviously Lonigan goal will be the keeper and same back four. As Preston, yeah, I'd guess it's the same back four. Price, obviously, back in the side still. I'd like to see Silvio maybe get yeah. a chance. I think everybody don't we all? I think everybody don't we all? <laughs> Dream boat, he is <laughs> absolutely. Um, people talking about Sace back in the side. I think you know he really mixed his opinions up. Just I, th- I think in? he was he was unreal against Newcastle, that, and I think everybody agrees on that. He was one an unbelievable performance, but I think he's just a little bit of a loose cannon. He's a bit. You don't really know what he's going to do, and I think that's why the players and maybe Paul Lambert do like Jack Price because obviously everybody knows what his, his strengths are and what he brings to the team, and etc. etc. and knows what he's going to do. I think Sace, Sace, he was a bit more unexpected, so he might hoof mm. the ball, and he loved to hoof the ball. So I think, mm. yeah, maybe I wouldn't mind to see him, maybe mm. him and Price, and I think that would be a very controlled defensive midfield line, yeah. but I think if we do. Yeah, when when he was playing as the only defensive midfielder, I did worry a little bit he because, was like you say, he was a bit unpredictable. Whereas if you were to put him with someone like Price or even Cody, you'd get mm. a bit more balance, and that probably would work. Now, I'm presuming Dave Edwards will be back in contention after he was suspended for the game against Preston. Surely it's Dave. It's gotta be. It's gotta be Dave gotta be. back in the side. Hero. A three of what Dave, Cav somehow and Costa. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think yeah. that's where Dave works best, and I think at start again under Zengu, he's sort of been playing a bit too far back, or maybe shifted it on the wing, and then, well, especially on corners as well, he was not miles miles out, like near enough on the halfway line, and then, I think when he started, he's got like three and three goal, three goals yeah. in three games or something. And he was playing in his favourite attacking role, so I think you've got to play him really. So. And the realistic choice will be Edwards Savile Cody. Oh. <laughs> chills, are <they>? chills, <laughs> chills. Uh, th- maybe Edwards, Costa, and Cavalero. Yeah. yeah, I'd maybe go with Dick up front as well. You know, Savile will start. I probably yeah. <laughs> I know will. And up front, the natural choice is Bodvarsson, but again, nothing. He's really dried up goals wise. Yeah. Dicko, I think you've still got to give him time. Yeah. To find. I think performance wise under Bodvarsson as well. I think. I mean, he got his. He got a couple of goals in the first few games, but he hasn't. He hasn't scored since Blues. Mm. No, he hasn't even created anything. I mean, he's not created anything. I can't remember last time he had a decent shot on target. Or, I mean, the first few games he was unbelievable. Like we said, he was a bit of a cult hero. But since then, he's not really offered anything. You think he's his performances have dried up, and I think we did overplay him a little bit at the start of the season. Then he got his injury, but he's he still looks quite unfit. And and to be honest, he's still getting lumps kicked out of him as well, mm. which doesn't help. I mean, especially on a Saturday as well, he was getting everything kicked out of him. So. But I think that's what we've talked about in terms of, I think people have figured, figured out, out how, how yeah. to play or how to mark him or take him out of the game at yeah. least. I mean, I don't think he was ever going to be a 15-20 goal season striker, but I always thought he was sort of like a Kevin Doyle hold-up man, that mm-hmm. sort of player that you needed. But A good foil for yeah. a, a striker. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe if we were playing four four two with a sort of Ebanks by a striker, then he would sort of fit there, but... Yeah, I'd go for Dico maybe just to freshen things up, give him mm. give Bodvarsson a little bit of a rest as well. So, not glad on. 
Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? You can have a career the night for firing off <laughs> a singer. Yeah, a bottle of singer. A bottle of singer. Oh. What's your career choice, Alex? Curry. <laughs> I like how you thought oh. curry is if curry. curry? What, what is curry? The shop. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'm, I'm a bit boring. Yeah. Tikka masala. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, why not? Classic tikka masala. Yeah, a bit boring like that. <laughs> No, I'm not a big fan of rice and over chips or naan bread. Okay, no, I accept that. That's yeah. acceptable. What what naan bread? What type of naan? Plain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you give me a choice oh. here. I don't know. Maybe a garlic one. Garlic. A cheesy one. Cheesy. Oh, so a cheese one or a garlic one or a cheesy garlic one. Cheesy garlic one. Cheese, yeah. I don't think that exists. But <laughs> we'll, you, we'll make it. We'll it make exists it now. Wolf food would have heard of it, wouldn't they? I'm sure they will. What's happened to Wolf Food? Just Luke Thompson. He's, got, he's got a bit bored. He's he? just not doing it. <laughs> Andrew, colour your choice. I quite like a chicken siletti, I think it's pronounced. What is a chicken siletti? I've no idea. They do it at Saffron Pinks in Sedgley. It's well <laughs> worth checking out. A little plug for your it's, saffron. Oh no, I, I expect to get a discount in future. <laughs> it's quite a spicy one, but it's lovely. It's really nice. Yeah. And it's got to be keema nan. Keema nan. You need a bit of meat yeah. with the nan. Rice. Yeah. Um... Mushroom pillow. Yeah, I'll take that. Mm. I'll, I'll accept your choice. Yeah, I'll mix it up a bit though. Yeah, yeah. which one's better though? Well, I myself. His, his is very spicy. I personally would go for a chicken madras, which is a spicy one. Mm. A nice pillow rice yeah. and a cheese naan. Oh. I, I once ordered. A garlic cheese one. No, I'm not <laughs> garlic. I once ordered a cheese naan from a uh, an Indian establishment in Wolverhampton, yeah. which would not be named. Um, and it was just basically dairy, melted dairy slices oh, inside the cheese that's now. horrific. It was a taste experience, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so see if you can find that. You've got to one. tell me where it is. Yeah, mm. yeah off air. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's do predictions then for the game on Saturday. Three o'clock kick-off, gentlemen, which is nice. nice once, once, isn't it? Because we're back on the telly the week after oh. on a Thursday. Can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. The 1st December kick-off, Christmas for a Thursday night game where we'll lose to Ian Holloway's QPR. Yeah. That'll make you even more happy, won't it, Alex? The journey back even more delightful. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Um, so, as of Tuesday night, when we're recording this podcast, still some time to go. What is your gut telling you right now for Wolves versus Sheffield Wednesday, Andrew? I, I feel quite confident for a yeah. change. I think three. Either three, one or three now. Three, oh. A route. Yeah, I'm, I don't know why. I expect maybe a couple from Dicko. Yeah. And as much as I've slated him already, I reckon Savile will probably pop up with one just to... Uh, <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> um, screw you, Alex. <laughs> I'm sticking in the team. <laughs> I'm going to score. Lives on the top that just yeah. says, screw you, Alex Moore. Hi, <laughs> <I hate> Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Standing in front of the North Bank. Yeah. <laughs> right. Alex, predictions. I'm going to say 4-2, Chef of the Wednesday. Ooh. And uh, Stephen Fletcher-Attrick and Gary Uperall knock one in as well when he comes yeah. on. Yeah. Maybe. Who falls then? I'm going to say Costa and maybe Edwards. Yeah, classic. Yeah. Classic choices. The obvious. I feel confident as well, but I'm going to go for a 2-1 Wolves win. A late Wolves win, a pop-up with a late winner, and everyone's going to be like, yes, we're back again, Lambert's going to take us to the Premier League. And I'm going to have a dicko for that late goal. Do you remember the uh, when we played Reading for the second game of the season and we won? And like, the feel-good factor was there. Mm. I was like, oh my God, we're going to win the league. Oh, we were amazing that day. Mm. It was unreal. And Reading were terrible. And Reading are third now, and we, under Stone. Where, where are we? Like, 
were like 18th, 18th, 19th. 19th. Yeah. I mean, Reading lost to us that day, and well, plumbing at lads, we can't let that happen again. Look how they've changed since that defeat. And that's what Yapsami managed. Which is a foreign manager, but he's someone who knows English football. Sort of English thing. football, yeah. so it's it's worked. Out. It's quite scary as well, isn't it? <laughs> no, you, yeah, we'll not want to. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, no, I won't mess with him. No, no. Uh, let's do Twitter corner. We've just got a couple uh, this week. This is where you send us your questions, anything Wolves or non-Wolves related, and we will answer them at WWFC Fancast. If you're not on Twitter, email us podcast at wolvesfancast.com. Uh, post on our Facebook page. Just search for Wolves Fancast or Wolves Football Fancast Show. It's one of the two. Um, firstly, we'll start with Ryan Lester, who says um, if Wolves could either be in the FA Cup final or the Championship playoff final this season, which one would you take? FA Cup final. FA Cup final. Yeah. You want to see Wolves in their suits, their white suits? Yeah, well, not like Steve Ritchie. Yeah. <laughs> and tracksuit bottoms, yeah. And white, white suit jacket. You want to see Wolves release an FA Cup final single? Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah like World in Motion, not in 1999. Who would do the rap, the John's Barn rap? Uh, I think it would be someone you wouldn't expect. So I'm I mean, gonna... Jordan Graham seems quite musical, doesn't he? Yes, but he did like the, the slow version of the song, the, yeah. the, the melodic version. Or the piano. Yeah, that's what I meant by melodic, uh, on the piano, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> he did he like the B-side. Really? Yeah. Who would do the rap, though? Uh I'm gonna go for somebody with a really broad black country accent. So Danny, Danny Bart, Bart, yeah, then. Danny Bart, mm, yeah. Why not? Can you imagine Danny <laughs> Bart rapping? That'd be amazing. <laughs> Andy, FA Cup final playoffs. Playoffs, just yeah. because I think if we were to reach the players from the starting position right now, that would be a pretty incredible season. Even if we weren't to go up, it would still be quite amazing to get there. But if if we lost the FA Cup final, we could still end up in Europe. We could. Mm, we could. We could. And oh. then get knocked out by some random Czechoslovakian yeah. team. Yeah, That'll be an away day for you. Amazing. <laughs> Ruben Kranz in the door in Russia. Yeah. Oh. I'd go for FA Cup final just because I've given up any hope of us reaching the playoffs this season. And I'd like us to have a classic cup run cup again. Run, yeah. yeah. Just get to Wembley. See us at Wembley again. That would be great. Again, we haven't been there yet. The new one, anyway. The new one. Okay, we haven't been to a final <laughs> for well, we a while. Get, we could get to the checker trade one. We could. I just played the full, full first yeah, game. Pretty much. <laughs> I think we could get away with it. Um, another question from uh, Simon Tickets, which we've kind of already answered, which is, why do all managers seem to play Savile on the wing? Alex, you know him quite well. Well, I am in mind, so. Yeah. <laughs> to be what? fair, when I, when I used to play Sunday League, I used to get played on the left wing. So maybe it's... So maybe they just knew. Yeah, and apparently I look like Jamie Vardy as well, and he's always getting played on the left wing as well, so maybe it's the face. Uh, Angus Gill finishes it off with, um, are the new players still living in the Mount Hotel? I've heard a rumour that Cavalero brings his own plate. Hashtag Partridge. <laughs> Is it a 12-inch plate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God knows. Oh, come on. Oh, I've only watched one episode. Oh, so you've not watched any more no, since then? That was my own work. And you have failed. <laughs> yeah, pretty work. much. Yeah. Oh, I, I do like that image of Cavalero just popping down to uh, t- to the the, buff- the evening buffet. Would it be an evening buffet? I've no is, idea is at the Mount Hotel. It's just all of a sudden, like Anchorman, just brings a plate out. So, what are we having? <laughs> what do you look for? You look at me. <laughs> I'm looking for reaction. Reaction. Uh. <laughs> 
so that, that is the answer to the question. We don't know, and we'd like it if Cavalero brought his own plate. That's the reaction to that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's where we're going to leave it this week, <laughs> that short, short podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Opera Creative. If you're looking for a new website or web solution, check them out, operacreative.com. And you can follow us all week on social media and read our ramblings. Just find us, search for us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and you will find us there. If you want to drop us an email about any Wolves funny story, anecdote you've got, drop it at podcast at wolvesfancast.com. And we'll be back next week to review Paul Lambert's home debut against Sheffield Wednesday and preview that Thursday night game against QPR. I think it's going to be really weird just getting in from work on a Thursday and be like, right, let's watch the let's Wolves watch game. For some reason, Thursday is always like M&L night for my family. So you're going to be watching Missing Year Beloved Emmerdale? Yeah. Yeah. Annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it a Thursday last year when we had, was it Leeds? I think so. Thursday yes, because well. did we have... For, did we have Forrest the previous Friday on the telly? Oh, yeah. Was it that really was weird? Yeah, it was that like 10 that. in 10 nonsense. Is that what this is again? Yeah, it is. I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Yeah, I think we started. 10 right. in 10. That, that was the moment Ian Holloway was on the coach, wasn't it? And he travelled round every game on the coach. Yes. And he was going to be there at the first game. <laughs> Do you reckon he'll, st- he'll get on the coach and then carry around for the next 10 days? He'll he'll c- yeah. he'll come on to the pitch in the coach. Yeah, well, on the same circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much for listening for this week it's bye from Andy good night bye from Alex bye and it's bye from me see you next week <laughs>